Hello and welcome to another episode of Normandy FM. A very special episode of Normandy FM because it's not... I wouldn't say it's not canonical, Kenneth Shepard. It's just not a part of our current season, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it is as canonical to the Normandy FM lineage as anything else because it is once again an in seven day, which means it is once again an anniversary of this show existing. Mm -hmm. Five years. What better way to celebrate yours and and mine, Eric Vidalen's anniversary, than to truly just be let down? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm not entirely let down. I, well, mm. We'll unpack, we'll, 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 unpack we'll unpack it. We'll unpack it. That was that was only half a joke. I promise. I promise. Uh, this is this is a bio bit. As as those of you at home may or may not know, we are Norm DFM. That is my cat Poe. <laughs> and uh, we originally started as a Mass Effect retrospective podcast way back in the N seven days of old when Ken. Uh, said bet and i called him on his bluff and uh here we are years later (laughs) (laughs) two people too stubborn to back down uh no we we've been doing retrospective seasons ever since we've since moved on to dragon age and jade empire and then even on to non-bioware things like the last of us and final fantasy 10 and oh which which one am i missing oh cyberpunk Cyberpunk. of course uh and our current season near uh We've done a lot. We've done a lot since then. But whenever there's big Bioware news, especially Mass Effect news, we like to record a little thing called a bio bit, where it's just the two of us, or you know, maybe two of us and a guest, you know, chopping it up and talking about the latest happenings. Uh, before we get to that, I feel like I should bring up those of you seeing this episode on the feed right now may be like, "Oh my God, Normandy FM, where have y'all been?" Because uh, it's been a minute. It is is honestly been a minute, even compared to N seven, November seventh. We are now recording this. Uh, current date is November twentieth. So uh, it's been a lot. Uh, the short version for those of you at home is that I had some uh, some family health concerns come up, and uh, it took me away for a little bit. Uh, I was doing some traveling, helping some family members out. If you really want to read more, you can go to my Blue Sky profile. I'm C. Moosey on Blue Sky, where I have kind of posted about it and talked about it in in detail. It's not that I don't really want to talk about it on a podcast. I just don't really want to have a mic sitting in front of me while I work through emotions and stuff. So uh, head there if you you really want to know. But uh, yeah, the short version is that I had some health things come up. They are persistent. They will be a thing that we kind of deal with for the mini next few months god willing and uh we'll continue working with them but uh i appreciate how patient ken and and everyone else in my life has been with me as i've worked through this stuff and uh wanted to to hop back on and record this and and get back to talking a little bit about the you know the fun stuff in life like talking about n7 day reveals is (laughs) n7 day fun for you because it makes my blood uh, pressure fucking go through the roof it's like half and half because let's set the table a little bit. Like N Seven Day, one of two unofficial holidays for Mass Effect or for for Bioware game series, and I mean, really the most notable one because I feel like the the Dragon Age one has not really latched on the way that N Seven mm-hmm. has. You know, Dragon Age is D Four, right? It's December fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
that never really clicked for me. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's that that one feels a bit forced. <laughs> if somebody over in the Dragon Age team be like, me too, me too, me too. Yeah, like like N Seven Day at least kind of feels a little bit natural. Feels a little bit you know like accurate to what this thing is which is mm. just a you know supposed to be a fan celebration a, a day for everybody to kind of come together talk about a, a series that means a lot to people you know uh mm. certainly what would we know about talking about a series that means a lot to people uh <laughs> every year depending on how much news there is how much is happening in the mass effect universe uh, we get varying levels of update. I feel like it's usually a good barometer for where Bioware is at as a studio in terms of its development cycles, because on some years you get an N7 day that's very, we're, we're here, things are still going great, here's some merch you can buy. Mm. <laughs> and it's it's very much like a, a get-by uh, day. And then other times, you know, for all the jokes I make, we did get... A decent smattering of news today uh or today sorry n7 <laughs> day this this our n7 day uh do we want to quickly run down what it is before we break apart each piece yeah let's let's yeah that way we don't have to keep like calling back to like oh and this thing also happened so the big the big thing was we got a 30 second or so teaser uh that was kind of broken up into parts and littered about like an arg where people were kind of hunting down different pages and code words and things like that, eventually unlocking a full 30 second teaser of a mysterious figure wearing an N seven trench coat, walking down a hallway uh, before turning to face the camera, uh, fully masked, fully shielded, cannot make out who they are or any identifying factor beyond them holding an N seven gun uh, and then strolling off into the distance through a, a, a gate now there was some talk online from some of the folks working on this that you know look closely and all that sort of stuff i think the look closely maybe applies a little bit more to the poster that we also got mm-hmm. uh which was i think probably the biggest and most notable thing out of all this is that is presumably either just concept art or maybe even the box art of the next mass effect. I would be kind of surprised if it is the box art, if they have that already. I think it's just kind of some conceptual teaser art, Mm -hmm. but stranger things have happened. And uh, I will say this, this art looks gorgeous. It looks Mm -hmm. fantastic. It's easily some of the best art I've seen out of mass effect in some time. Uh, Probably since at least the legendary edition, uh, Mm cover thing that i'm looking at because it keeps popping up in the thumbnails of these videos that you have placed in our discord (laughs) chat uh and that is a very good piece of art but this this new mass effect art certainly looks fantastic uh ken how did you feel about this sort of rollout and and the little trickle feed that we got throughout the day Uh, i think it was grating as it was happening because Mm. and and we talked about this before when we had the last i think our last in seven day bio bit is that like Talking about this game that is in the works uh, with very little information has been kind of maddening in a lot of ways. And when you're getting this like drip feed of information and of this teaser that is broken up into three different parts, it just felt like it was a very like concentrated injection of all of those bad vibes all at once on the internet as everyone on Twitter, on Reddit, and everywhere else was just like trying to draw what they could from the pieces we were being given 
the wild thing is, like, as, as much as I, I feel like watching the speculation unfold can be frustrating, I was actually pretty happy with some of the information we got very early on, which was, because, like, as each of these pieces of the, uh, the teaser were being rolled out, there were these posts on EA's website that had, like, transcriptions of some kind of communication that more or less imply that this game is going to center around uh, somebody responding to an Andromeda distress signal. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that was, like, the, one of the first things they showed. So, like, that was immediately exciting and, like, kind of quelled some of my fears that we've been having for all these years right now. Is like, what is this going to say? Like, what is this going to do with the Andromeda story? Because, as I've said on, on the show, I don't really care to go back to Mass Effect if we're just going to drop Andromeda. I don't really care to go back to the Milky Way because that is this imagined safety. So getting that out of the way just, like, immediately and kind of finally solidifying. Because, like, there had been posts on, like, Twitter, I think, where developers had been, you know, hinting towards that this is going to be some continuation of Andromeda, but we never got, like, direct confirmation, and so now we kind of have that. And it feels like, in spite of the vague nothingness of the teaser itself, a lot of these... uh, these text files that they put out actually give us some of the most concrete information to work with in, in terms of all the speculation. Uh, I think that there are going to be a lot of people that insist that certain things are still possible, but largely that was my takeaway from in seven days that like, I kind of feel like I have a more solid foundation to speculate on than probably ever at this point. Yeah. Um, there, there's an important note that I want to make sure we cover early on and address early on too, is that, this has been you know this year in in the games industry has been pretty terrible for the games mm-hmm. industry yeah. and it, it's important that we we note up front too that uh amid all the n7 day right. talk there was obviously a lot of discussion around the fact that bioware had had layoffs earlier this year um that there were then uh and i'm pulling this up to to bring up from kotaku's own ethan gatch uh Several several former devs are suing Bioware over denying full severance. Um, so that's still going on. Uh, there were also allegations about the unionized uh, keywords workers who were no longer able to do work. Their contract was not renewed, and there's been a lot of um, angst between them and, and the studio, which led to them uh, working to picket on N7 Day uh, at the offices. And it's on top of all of that, uh, Bioware has been in a very strange place. I think uh, Dragon mm-hmm. Age Dreadwolf has taken a long time to to develop, to arrive. And uh, there have kind of been whispers and, and rumors and things circulated around that, that the next Mass Effect is even further off than, than mm-hmm. a Dreadwolf launch would be. So all that was, I felt watching this, I was like, it's really exciting in a way to see but maybe not as exciting as it used to be and maybe that's good that we're more aware of the factors that go into making these games and the the human cost attributed to making games and the the workers issues surrounding them but it also i wrote in my write-up over destructoid that this this game still feels as distant as the andromeda galaxy and Mm. that's that's kind of how i felt coming away from this was that it felt like they could tease what they felt comfortable with teasing uh which at this point is just here's a character wearing a coat um there the concept art certainly teases that there's going to be a bunch of different races 
hanging around possibly an andromeda galaxy um but definitely linking up in some way that we did not see them do in mass effect andromeda and certainly a lot of the tease points to something that we'd already been suspecting for a while which is that this this next game is going to link the the milky way with andromeda in a more significant manner uh while also not really giving us much to go on in terms of is this Liara wearing an N7 coat, you know, styled after mm-hmm. her dearly departed commander? Or is this is this Commander Shepard back from the dead, baby? Uh, or is this a uh, or is this just a new creative character who is bearing the N7 logo because the N7 logo has become itself some sort of ideology? I I did a little bit of just way out there theory crafting in my piece about uh i would like that sort of idea uh i threw this out there and if this ends up being like a bullseye from five miles off i'm I'm gonna be very impressive (laughs) very impressed with myself but uh i suggested the idea that after the events of the trilogy maybe the n7 and shepherd became a sort of figure in the milky way and maybe there was a new organization that sprung up around them and they are answering the distress call and that is how you get your create a character in the new galaxy as you are playing one of as i have dubbed them the shepherds ah look look never say i don't post smiles uh <laughs> it's but all of that is like really fun to just kind of tease around and, and toy with but uh it also was just kind of a reminder that we are still in a very nebulous space with where bioware mm. is actually at you know um right. mass effect is far off dragon age Dreadwolf feels very far off i mean we still have not seen like firm gameplay of that video game right like we've seen Mm. some off-screen test footage and stuff Mm. like that but i don't think we have we have seen a solid piece of gameplay publicly from that game yet uh and that is very odd Mm -hmm. considering that theoretically i would imagine that's got to be sooner or at least sooner than mass effect (laughs) but Mm -hmm. uh I, i i don't know i mean I'm open to the idea of a new Mass Effect. I think you are too, Ken, right? Uh, I mean, depends on the day. I, I feel like I'm maybe more open to whatever they seem to be doing now than I was uh-huh. a month ago. Because like, And we even talked about this I think when those layoffs were happening because like, we had like a, what was basically like a bio bit slotted in front of a near episode mm-hmm. where I, I do feel like, in spite of what they, they showed in Seven Day, I, I think I am kind of... I think I have a sort of resignation to realize that whatever Bioware puts out is not coming from the same people that right, have right. made this series as beloved as it is in spite of everything that's happened with it. And so, yes, like knowing that theoretically this could be about a, a Milky Way team going to Andromeda is at least like quiet certain worries that I have, but largely I'm still not really sold on this game. I'm not really sold on the state of the studio. Uh, and I don't think that anything short of like Dreadwolf being incredible is going to alleviate those concerns. And even so, like, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's something that I think we're feeling a lot broadly in this industry is that, you know, we love the video games we love, but every organization and company right now is very willing to sweep the people that actually make these games under the rug and then, you know, reap the benefits of their work while mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. tossing them out on their fucking asses. Yeah, it it it's like extremely noticeable. And 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 to be to be completely clear for for both Ken and myself, like this is not against any of the developers that are working, individual right. developers that are working there. This is totally about all of the the publisher decisions, all of the corporate decisions that make these things happen and and largely i would say what was panned out over the years in my opinion in my opinion <laughs> is that we've seen bioware dragged in in different directions and and forced towards ideas that you know they they did their best with but don't feel indicative of the things that made that studio great in the first place and then to see something like uh, Baldur's Gate 3 do so incredibly well doing the thing that bioware should have been allowed to do this whole time frankly mm. uh while while bioware was working on stuff like trying to keep anthem alive and then i, I guess just working on dreadwolf really um is it, it's it's a bummer and we've we've heard reports out of those studios about working conditions and and direction and just a lot of leadership moving around and and layoffs and it really it sucks in a way to see how so many people are going in there to try and do something important and memorable and clearly something that, I mean, we're at this stage now where people inspired by the original mass effects are now game developers themselves mm. and working on these games and can't imagine what it's like to go into a studio that you have revered like that and, and be faced with mm-hmm. the very harsh realities of this industry, especially in this day and age. So, yeah. um, in light of all that, I have no doubt that there are people trying to do incredibly good work and, mm-hmm. and, and working their hardest to do so, but it's under conditions that even not just at Bioware or EA, but across the board in the industry are just getting harsher and harsher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything sucks everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say, like, there is absolutely a world where I'm really excited for a new Mass Effect and where the, I think they could really land like find a way to bring together pieces of this universe that work because you know I, i've said before that andromeda is my least favorite mass effect but that you know that doesn't mean it's like the worst game i've ever played in my life and there were pieces of that universe that i think are really still compelling are really still interesting that i would love to see better tied to the actual body of the milky way trilogy and also see the milky way stuff evolve and move on and and do something interesting or even just come up with a way to kind of write around the problem of are the reapers around or see, not because see, that's that's, an, and that's a big one because <laughs> that's something that i think i started to even give myself a little bit of hope because like if if the premise of this is a milky way team going to andromeda maybe they get to just ignore that whole giant sentient mechanical elephant in space and you know be able to make that just like dialogue that you have with these other characters uh that does not have to step on the toes of, every, of everything i mean in, in theory you probably have to have like i guess like two sets of models for that milky way team if they uh went through synthesis or not but you know well, if, if decisions like that what was that if the time gap's long enough do you think they could easily just kind of ride around and be like oh yeah we all kind of synthesized a little bit because we figured out it was probably a good idea like because i was thinking about how you handle the reaper stuff if you have that time gap in you know, if you don't have the Milky Way team have some reason for being able to, like, 
instantaneously travel to the Andromeda Galaxy, but instead you're like, oh, they did make the long journey, and so there's a significant time gap between Andromeda and whatever this game is, then maybe you have something about like, oh, Reaper tech, like we we blew them all up and harvested their bodies, or we took control of them and used their tech, or we synthesized with them and and now we just have all kinds of tech and it, you basically can like haphazardly write your way around it in a way that'll just it'll work as long as you don't squint at it too much <laughs> i mean they they could do that but i also don't want them to and i hope they don't and i don't really think like it, it, i'm still at a stage where I, I want to believe that bioware will care enough to like really you know, invest the time to make every version of events work out instead of just being like, I don't fucking know. Just here's this really lazy explanation that just makes everything work for everything. And it's like, I just, I'm still not at the point where I want to cynically believe that that's just like the route they'll go. So like, I would like to believe that at this distance allows them to maybe more concretely define maybe the state of the Milky Way and how these characters exist in it without having to, drastically right around it in some way that feels like either one that they have to decide on an ending or that they are going to find some way to kind of funnel them all into the same thing because i just don't think that's like and i don't think it's a spirit of mass effect but i also think it's just like actively like a, a bad decision to make i i think maybe in a world where multiverse stories are a little bit more common i'm a little bit more open to the idea of just canonizing a playthrough for a specific game if that makes can't sense relate. can't relate um if only because then, like, I think the amount of narrative heft that that carries for what you are ultimately getting in the end result, which is, like, theoretically a couple lines of dialogue and recognition that, like, oh, these, you know, Shepard blew up the Reapers back then, or Shepard controlled the Reapers back then and became a space ghost, or Shepard synthesized i'm still not sure what happened there he turns into into a green beam of light and and synthesizes everybody like like space jesus ghost <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm always gonna be on team make it work instead of like trying to like make some other reason or explanation as to why none of that actually mattered like i i just don't really like sure like we, we can theory craft all the ways they could do that but i also think it's just better to hold a developer to like some sort of standard that like oh you say, create this universe that is or this, this franchise rather that is like baked into its dna is like choice and consequence and your presence in this universe matters i, I just think that like giving them the out to be like oh fine do whatever you need to is just like not the vibe i i guess i just think about the ways in which this stuff has been handled by other games especially other games that can't really reasonably import in certain ways and, and granted like that's a big factor that made bioware games significant right like mass effect 1 2 3 you imported carried over your save through the whole thing dragon age uh 1 2 and inquisition uh it's weird to call origins one that doesn't really click but <laughs> um you, you had the keep which could kind of let you carry over and i guess they would probably have to have some sort of thing like that for both dreadwolf and uh, the next Mass Effect moving forward because otherwise, like, how do you carry those states forward? You probably have to do something, but that's only if they end up making a Mass Effect that does need that level of, of carryover and significant choice differentiation. Was there anything massive in Andromeda that branched like that? I uh, guess I mean, just like who your writer was, but even that can kind of get, like, 
messed around you know it's, it's not that hard to like, work around not, that i would imagine it's not like the ramifications of say like the crucible in the trilogy but i mean there's still like stuff like yeah is does the krogan have relationships with the initiative at this point are mm-hmm. you know have they have you done things to get like the uh well, God, what was the name of the faction the people that like left like the the deserters whatever you want to call them uh like are, are they talking to the initiative again are you know there are there are all these sort of like more right, right, political right, right. things as opposed to you know actual state of the galaxy and so I, th- I still think those are worth uh preserving in some way so you can allow players to continue to explore the, you know the ramifications of them being there the ramifications of their character's worldview existing in this world and having pushed things in a certain direction. Cause I, th- I, I still think like as much as some people think that like, Oh, Mass Effect's about the Asaris and the Turians. Like I like fundamentally philosophically Mass Effect is about you as the player pushing the world in certain directions. Wait, what do you mean? It's not about the Asari. It's all about the Asaris and the Turians. You know what oh. I mean? I'm saying like, it's not <laughs> like bare minimum. Okay. Mass Effect is the lore. It is about the characters that you make changing history. Right, it's it's a role playing game at the end of the day, and you want you want a role playing game to, like, feel the effect of the player in the world and respond in kind, right? Like that's like mm-hmm. the basic idea behind a role playing game versus, say, an action game or something like that, uh, which is how we end up putting Final Fantasy sixteen in the action game category instead of the <laughs> RPG category. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I guess I I don't know that I have many more thoughts on N seven day besides what we've already talked about it's i mean it was a pretty big one but it also felt very little we don't really know who was i mean the the trench coat was sick you know i, I think that's that a good I'd look. Buy that yeah it's a good look uh i'm really psyched that daft punk is apparently going to be in mm-hmm. the next game you know <laughs> yeah that, that's why they quit music is because they wanted to they uh-huh. wanna, you know come to mass effect song of the summer <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, i do think like Again, like this comes comes to more confirmations of like the baseline truth of this game, which is that it is an Andromeda sequel just as much as the trilogy. Because in that um that that concept art that is that that might may or may not be a box art or whatever it might be, there's art within like the the tails of the trench coat of what looks like a chorus den sort of you know mm-hmm, uh, club. Mm-hmm. And if you zoom in, there are Angara there, there are get there, and that that in and of itself is just like okay, there there's like. A certain amount of time has passed since the trilogy, so Shepard's probably dead. Can we dead that idea that they're coming back? And the, both galaxies are coming together in some kind of way. And I think in spite of like how kind of nothing burger some of these reveals felt, like that to me is the most significant takeaway, is that we do know baseline truths about what this game is. And in, in a perfect world, that would be enough for us to kind of like all get on the same page and talk about what this game might be. But there are still people like... And, you know, I don't want to spend... Because we had that, like, that one where we uh, talked about the, uh, the the poster that they revealed once that was, like, of a guest silhouette, mm-hmm. where we spent, like, half that episode talking about, like, why do people, why are people, like, so content to just have this, like, very sanded down continuation of just the trilogy to bring Shepard back and all that other bullshit? And it's I just, like, just want the geth back. I just I just want to have geth around. I like geth. Well, it looks like they're going to be around in some fashion. And I, yeah. I, I hope still that it is something, like, we we talked about before, like they maybe they stowed away on the initiative yeah. at some point. Oh, that'd be so sick. That'd be so cool. See, I'd like and, and again and again, like not to like repeat myself, but I do think there were in a world where I was less jaded about the state of Bioware, about Mass Effect as a franchise, because as much as I love Mass Effect, I also fucking hate it. Uh, like in a world where I that was not my mindset, there would have been like a lot of really 
exciting tidbits of information and all of this. And mm -hmm. so maybe however long this game is going to take, maybe in the years that follow, ship may maybe we'll get better at Bioware and those developers can have a better experience working on whatever this game is. And maybe it will be a little bit easier to just like to stomach altogether. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I do think I am happy with what I, what I learned about this game at the very least. Yeah. I, I do want to be like happy about the stuff coming up. I'm, I'm happy about like the idea of there being more mass effect. I'm happy about honestly, just, you know, the idea that Bioware might get a chance to make these kinds of games again. Because mm -hmm. uh, even though, you know, Andromeda was only 2017, 2018, 2018. 17. Uh, it was 17? Yep. Oh, man, that did. That landed right in that big year, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, it's 2017. It still feels like it's been somehow even longer since yeah. we've seen, like, a Bioware, Bio, Bioware game. Then you know, granted, that's because the the pandemic was actually just a time vortex mm -hmm. uh, that we are still enduring together. But <laughs> uh, I I really do want to see Bioware just feeling like it's back at at full gear, launching these big things, having their big moments like the the Dreadwolf reveal at the Game Awards and things like that. But it it feels like it's been such a long time since that Bioware yeah. was around and, and firing on all cylinders. And like you said, that Bioware is is gone at this point like a lot of those developers are not there anymore uh and i want the younger generation to have their own shining moments too so maybe yep. somehow through all of this what we do get is a new generation of bioware talent doing something that they're really interested in that they really love and that they can share that passion with players whenever these games do arrive but uh yeah i just i hope the same i hope that the conditions improve i hope the industry improves and you know, it's it's just on fans and, and people who play these games to continue calling attention to it and making it known mm -hmm. that, you know, good games are made by happy people who are secure yep. in their jobs. And uh, and I hope that that pans out for, for those who continue making there and continue producing there. Yeah. Uh, and and God knows, Normandy FM will be there to track it the entire <laughs> way through. No matter what, I will be there. <laughs> uh, if you like listening to us talk about this stuff, we have entire seasons plus roundtables about all the different Mass Effects posted on our feed. You can go scrolling back into the archives and listen to those. Don't make us listen to those. We'll probably like actually physically cringe if I actually ever go back and listen to some of those episodes. Not because they're bad, but just because, I don't know, we, we've learned a lot in that time since, mm -hmm. you know? I keep telling you. Normandy FM Legendary Edition. Just do the entire trilogy over again. We've already done the roundtables. I no, feel like we could go. We, we, go, we could go. We could go back and do every episode again. Bring on uh, new guests. Do you know how many more people we know since 2018? Do you know how many people have been on this that. show you're and have been like, that. "Oh, I'd love to talk about Mass Effect." We haven't been a Mass Effect show in four years. Mm. It would be great. Look, maybe once we finish near, and then Baldur's Gate. <laughs> and maybe several seasons of different anime, by that point we might have a three-year launch window for, <laughs> for the next Mass Effect. And, you know, and then, by, by then, it'll take it probably a year to finish each of those games. Uh-huh. And then there will be a delay, so we can do Andromeda, yeah. The delay will be Andromeda. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Be I'll think about it. I'll think about it. 
can you imagine if we get 10 years into this and we actually do a decade anniversary re-recording of all the mass effects can you can you fathom that idea i'd be so into it to be honest yeah no it's i mean it's a good idea it's just we got to get to 10 years first we're barely at five <laughs> halfway there <laughs> Oh, the Galaxy. If you if you've enjoyed all this, please check out our our logs, our our back our backlogs. That's what I was looking for. Our backlogs, our our archives. Uh, you can go follow us over on various different websites. Uh, we're still on the Bird app for as long as that thing holds up, and and Patreon.com/slash/NormDFM where you can support us if you'd like to. We also have a Discord there where if you back us, uh, you can you know, get added in and and get included and I'll shout out the names this week because we haven't done this in so long. I want to shout the names out. So shout outs to John Warren, Andrea Sheeran, Joshua Jarvis, Seth Pitts, Darius Pippins, Shane Erickson, Cypress Catwell, and Christoph Weiss for contributing. Those are, those are our highest tier contributors and we're very happy to have them. Uh, And we're happy to have you listening and there will be a new near replicant episode soon. TBD. (laughs) (laughs) be patient with us but we will get that back on track soon we promise but until then for ken for myself for everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in we'll catch you next time on normandy fm